live from Radio Catskill Studios in Liberty, New York. This is the local edition. News and information keeping you connected in the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dolt. Coming up tonight, we have a Thanksgiving Eve check-in with Wayne County, talking to the Wayne County Commissioners and doing their turkey wrap-up. On a day where the Wayne County budget went public, we'll be mentioning that as well. But first, to get us started here on a Wednesday evening, it's time for our weekly news roundup with the River Reporter. For that, we turn to the River Reporter's reporter, Ruby Rayner, joining us live on the phone right now. Ruby, welcome back to the program. Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me. So uh, I think we're going to start off tonight talking about a story that we've uh, heard a lot about in the past year or more. Seems like it's been going on for a while. Law enforcement in the town of Highland, and I'll uh, remind folks that most recently, on top of all the reporting that we've heard uh, over the months, if not years, on this story, we also recently heard the opinion of the incoming uh, town of Highland supervisor, John Pizzolatto, who's uh, uh, just uh, had the most recent election there, so he'll be the next uh, town supervisor. Um, but, Ruby, maybe you can give us some details and some information, a quick recap of where this story started and the latest of what we know right now. What's going on with law enforcement in the town of Highland? Yeah, I'd love to give some details about what's being questioned around law enforcement in the town. So maybe listeners might remember if they were tuned in last week that uh, Highland passed its 2024 budget. And part of that budget was renewing the amended contract with the Sullivan County Sheriff's Department, which connects back to the change in law enforcement that occurred when Highland disbanded its constables and then switched to the Sullivan County Sheriff's Department. And one of the reasons that they said was around cost which is kind of where this dispute is taking place. So the town board voted to dissolve the constables who provided law enforcement and then ended up contracting with the county sheriff's department. And the former constable, Mark Anthony, um, has sued the town for dissolving the department, among other complaints, and said that the town has denied him the legal protections he would have had if the town had simply fired him. Um, and the town says that it's a valid reason to dissolve the department, and the reasons that they give is high costs and um, misconduct. So we kind of dug into Liam Mayo, um, dug into kind of where the where these different questions of whether it was cheaper or whether it wasn't cheaper um, for the constables or the Sullivan County Sheriff's Department. So I can and, share a little bit. Yeah, about, what'd you find? Yeah. 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 Um, so in terms of cost, um, what we know is over the past three years, the town budgeted these different fees for law enforcement. So in 2023, which was the sheriff's department, the county sheriff's department, it was $100,000 budgeted. In 2022, which was the constables, there was $104,500 budgeted. And in 2021, which was the constables. Also, there was 101192 and 50 cents. But Anthony claims that the town spent less than what was actually budgeted. So you can budget an amount, 
Um, but that doesn't mean you're going to necessarily expand, uh, like expend that full budget. Um, and if you look at the New York State Comptroller's Office report, the town of Highland actually spent, it says, in 2022 for the constables, 68608 And in 2021, a comparable $66,664. So less than that, kind of 100 and around that 100,000 number that we were hearing earlier. Um, but Deputy Town Supervisor Caitlin Haas says that they have. They, she said they, they, they never underspent their budget and that according to information from the town expenses that's reported by the bookkeeper and audited by a firm, Cooper Aris, that the information that the town indicates that they spent $109,389.70, um, which includes salaries, equipment, and other costs in 2021. So she, she claims and the town claims that actually that's not true. They, they never underspent their budget. Okay, so and I, I'm sorry, I got a little lost in in all of those numbers going from year to year. What story is the, are those numbers telling you? What, what what's actually at the bottom of this, or is it still just a matter of the numbers say one thing and folks are saying something else? Yeah, so basically, there's a question of whether the cost of the constables was less than what the county sheriffs cost now. Um, and it's unclear what is what really was less expensive. So the first bill for the county sheriffs was less than what they expended also. And in addition to the actual dispute around the cost of it, which can be kind of confusing, there's kind of two camps of one of people saying, we already had coverage from the Sullivan County Sheriff's Department, so we're paying for something that we already had. Um, and then the town was like, well, we also had different liability from having uh, constables. So there's benefits to having the sheriff's department versus the constables because of the liability um, that comes along with having your own constable force that they don't have to deal with, actually, when there's the county. Okay. And I mean, and then on top of that, Based on the conversation that we had with the incoming town supervisor, John Pizzolatto, sounds like he, he already wants to bring back uh, a, a, the constabulary, basically, to go back to having town constables. So sounds like, the you know, and he just uh, got a majority of votes. So it sounds like he's got some backing on that position. Is that is that another faction? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that it was one of the main issues that he ran on for town supervisor. Okay, so what, what, as a reporter, what are you watching for in this story next? I think it will be super interesting, the second bill that is supposed to come in for the Sullivan County Sheriff's Department, seeing how much that second one is, um, and continuing to try to figure out um, which one of these, if the constabulary is to come back, um, making sure that we're keeping an eye on comparing the costs between the two and discovering which one is, what are the pros and cons of both? Because I think it is important. Okay. All right. Well, then moving on to uh, the next item, uh, in, there's a certificate delay in relation to the care center. Um, what's the latest with the care center? This would be the Sullivan County uh, Adult Care Center. Yeah, another long, another long running, another long running issue. Right. Yeah, so 
the state delayed a decision that would have transferred the Sullivan County Adult Care Center to a contractor. In 2021, the county hired um, a private rehabilitation center chain, Infinite Care, to run the center, and both the county and Infinite Care agreed to transition the facility's care through a certificate of need, which is the document that allows the nursing home to then be operated by this, this entity, Infinite Care, rather than the county. But the transfer actually hasn't happened officially yet, which will be this certificate. So it was delayed in November, and then that November meeting, which was scheduled for last week, was then postponed again, which defers the decision. Okay. Is this separate from the, I know that there was a group of people that weighed in um, on some sort of certification for it down in New York City, giving feedback. And that was part of uh, the, the the most recent news that I had heard that they, they weren't getting whatever that designation was. Is this the same thing that we're talking about here? I, I believe so. Yes. So the there's a sub council that basically issues a recommendation to the larger council who awards this certificate of the Department of Health saying, we think that it's, yes, we're going to agree that this is a good idea to award the certificate. We think it's a bad idea or we haven't come to a decision. And so that sub-council, the uh, Public Health and Health Planning Council, who issues that kind of recommendation, they didn't recommend either way. Okay. So similar to the last story, what are you, what are we watching for next on this long simmering story that again, uh, recent election had, it was one of those issues that people were voting on. It was one of those issues that has led to essentially, uh, a ruling party change in the Sullivan County legislature when those new legislators take office. So what, what is next? What are you watching for? I think because the certificate of transfer hasn't been given that official green light, the state remains in a bit of like a limbo state. So it will be very interesting to see how the new legislators who are coming in decide to handle this issue because it's not solidified yet. So the five newly elected members of the legislature will inherit this unresolved future of the care center and determine, determine what will happen with it. All right. And then uh, finally, um, you, I know you're keeping an eye on the girls' Delaware Valley High School varsity district soccer team. Uh, I heard they had a win. What does this mean for them? Yeah, super exciting. The Delaware Valley High School girls' varsity soccer team um, won their district championship. And it was in a really a nail-biter because it – they scored actually a goal by accident on their own goal and then were able to overcome that feat and ultimately win the game and the district championship. And it's very, very sweet because the, a lot of the girls on the team, seven of them are seniors and two of them are juniors, and they've been playing soccer together for like 14 years. So it was a very, you know, victorious end to a long, a long running soccer career um, and friendship on and off the field. Wow, so they're kind of going out on top then. Yes, and it wasn't, it, it was, you know, they experienced that challenge during the game that they overcame, and they had a string of a couple losses in the middle of the season, and so it was, it was very exciting to see them victorious at the end. 
the Delaware Valley High School. Were were you actually at this game, or just reporting as somebody else did for the paper? No, this is this is um, another reporter. But you should. There's beautiful pictures um, on the reporter website of the game and of the of the girls' big victory. Hey, tomorrow's uh, a major holiday, by the way. Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, Ruby. Uh, what does that mean? Though Thursday is usually the day the River Reporter comes out. So, what does that mean about uh, delivery of the paper and paper on the newsstands? Is it going to be there? Should be there, yes, and it's all online already. So you can go to theriverreporter.com dot com and find all the news stories there. All right. If you want to have a news-free Thanksgiving tomorrow, you can check out what's in the River Reporter now because it's already up online. Anything else people should keep an eye out for in this paper, Ruby? Yeah, there's a great story um, that our editor, Pam Chagotis, did about a woman who was unable to vote on Election Day and kind of her exploration of other uh, communities that might experience issues voting. So check that one out. Wow, that sounds good. That sounds good. All right. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, go over all of this uh, with us. And and I hope you're actually going to get to take some time off tomorrow. You too, Jason. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Ruby. Remember, you'll hear from Ruby Rayner once again this weekend with uh, our news headlines for New York and Pennsylvania. And our weekly news roundup with River Reporter happens every Wednesday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, all three commissioners, all three county commissioners for Wayne County are uh, kind of giving a review of the year and of the election that they all just uh, essentially won. And they'll do their turkey wrap-up when we come back. You're listening to The Local Edition. Winner of Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. Support comes from the Women's Health Center in Holmesdale, Hamlin, Waymart, Carbondale, and Lords Valley in Pennsylvania. Physicians and certified midwives who deliver. The Women's Health Center is a Wayne Memorial Community Health Center. WMH.org. NACL Theater Highland Lake. Innovative performance and community action. NACL.org. And from listener donations at WJFFradio.org. Hey, you want to hear a secret? Every week, the Retro Cocktail Hour digs deep into the record library for space-age bachelor pad music, tiki tunes from the 1950s, TV crime, jazz, swinging soundtracks, and more. It's not your father's record collection. Oh, wait. It is your father's record collection. The Retro Cocktail Hour on WJFF Radio Catskill in Jeffersonville, New York. Wednesday night at 7 on Radio Catskill. And right, Daryl Brogdon will be with us coming up in uh, just about 45 minutes. Before that, we have more news uh, from the New York Times. The Daily is next. And before that, we have more local edition. But first, letting you know about the weather overcast tonight. Overnight low hovering right around freezing. Overnight low down to 32. Partly cloudy tomorrow for your Thanksgiving. High of 42 and partly cloudy again tomorrow night. Overnight low down to 29. No sign of precipitation whatsoever uh, tonight, tomorrow, or tomorrow night and that's the weather now let's get back into the local edition news and information keeping you connected the catskills and over in northeast pennsylvania all three wayne county commissioners 
received enough votes in the most recent election that they will remain as commissioners. And they spoke with Patricio Rabio earlier to give a year-end review of that election and also what happened in this past year in Wayne County and what they're thinking of this Thanksgiving holiday. I'm, I'm glad that I've got about 11 months behind me. It doesn't seem it's only 11 months now. It feels like it's about three or four years <laughs> because you really get a lot of information in a short period of time. And you get to learn a lot about county government. But I think the one thing that we can say, and I know Jocelyn's more versed on it than I am, but we do have some solid grants in place that we submitted for a broadband expansion. And it's going to be, there's no doubt in my mind, out of about the four or five grants that have been submitted, we're going to get awarded a few of them. And there should be significant changes going in 2024. And how about you, Brian? How is this recent election this past year? And what are you just looking for towards uh, the next year as full-term member? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> we have so many things going on that I would like to see some accomplishments. We're working on our recovery to work model uh, where we can treat people who are addicted and offer so many other things and get them back into the workforce we're actually looking at uh, some things in our correctional facility that are improving and hopefully we'll be able to change things around so it's not a total cost and actually bring some revenue in. We're looking at eventually trying to accomplish an ag innovation center. We're constantly trying to develop ways for farmers to be sustainable uh, and get interest of younger people to enter the farming industry. Uh, we have opportunities here in growing beef that I think are extraordinary. One of the things in the Northeast is the fact that we can grow grasses that uh, cattle can excel on. And those grasses, even with extended periods of growing seasons now, are even better. Cattle is something that I think is an extraordinary opportunity here. And we're so close to the markets in New York, New Jersey, Boston, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, that Pennsylvania and uh, across the board, I, can, I think, can do great things in agriculture once again. Justin, I know you were in the local district not too long ago, but give an overview of uh, this past year for you and what you look towards for the next term. One of the things about having the um, election behind us is that we can actually focus now on the work that we're doing. And in general, here at the county, we run we run a pretty tight ship on some levels, right? We try to keep things in budget and all these grant opportunities that we're talking about. This is stuff we chase pretty aggressively, right? Because we don't raise taxes to build an ag center or recovery to work program, but we do chase grants aggressively. Just a couple of weeks ago, we opened a beautiful river access point down by White Mills to the beautiful riverfront there and had that was funding from DC. CNR, Fish and Boat Game Commission, and it's beautiful. Now there's access to this point. We've seen people fish and kayak in it. And these things that are making our community more accessible, more enjoyable, improving quality of life, it's something employers look for when they're thinking about uh, relocating a business here. For me, the exciting part is a lot of this stuff you get to do above and beyond county programs and services as funding is available. And you play a role in saying, hey, this is what's important. This is what we need. We need a recovery to work center. We need an ag innovation center so that we can support our local farmers and continue to support agriculture in Wayne County. We need broadband. That's been a no-brainer for years and years. There's just never been money for it. So I'm very excited about that and just happy to continue working on all these projects. I know working on the, the budget and it's this past election, one thing I did notice is a lot of folks, at least in our area, were really looking to get back to work. 
the three of you have been working together well. And can you talk about that a little bit? How does that work? Is two Republicans with one Democrat, but still able together and move the agenda forward for Wayne County? Brian, if you want to start. Yeah. So ever since I started, I think we've, and even maybe before I started, we've adopted the attitude here that even though all of us may have a little bit of different belief from time to time, we try to work together. We try to do the homework behind the scenes. We have our little arguments backstage, but through that all, we actually come out of it with what, and I always say this, you know, what, what we thought the answers were maybe A, B, or C. Uh, by the time you do the homework and talk and appreciate one another and lead by listening, the answer may be C or D or E. And that's how you really come to the best solution for the people that you serve. And that has worked here for years now. And I expect that will continue to work here because uh, we absolutely do have all of our own different ideas, but we absolutely lead by listening to each other and respect one another and work our way through any decision-making process with, with those uh, philosophies in mind. James, do you want anything you want to add? Yeah, I definitely want to add on to that. Uh, just like you said, we have on the record, we have two Republicans and one Democrat here working in the commissioner's office. But as we see it here, we have three elected officials doing the job running the county. It's plain and simple. There's no politics in this office. I'm not bringing them in there. Brian's never brought them in there. Jocelyn certainly doesn't bring them into the office. That's not a conversation that we have when we're discussing our values and the decisions we make. And we go forward here when we go into our business meetings and we, we vote on stuff. We do it in the best interest of either the taxpayers or the employees or the staff or the residents of Wayne County. So that's how we, that's how we get along here. And that's how we're going to continue to get along in the next four years, which should make the next four years very easy to uh, move business forward and take care of the county. And Jocelyn, anything you want to add to that? I, I, yeah, I do want to add, Patricia, and just say often I have thought about how fortunate the people of Wayne County are because there has always been long history of commissioners working well together here. And what that means is so much more can happen. So much more can get done. At the end of the day, I think all of us feel the same way. We're answerable to every person in Wayne County. And so we're all pulling in the same direction on that regard, even if we have different opinions. But I know that during these conversations or discussions or disagreements that we might have, I'm always learning a little something. Thing more that also helps me better serve more people of Wayne County. So I just, it's something that I'd love to see more. I know for me personally, that's what I want to see in elected legislators as well. People that are really working for the people of their state and of their country. That's what we need. This needs to be a role model, people working well together everywhere. Jocelyn, I'll stay with you. Life is different since the pandemic. We've, things have, have changed in a lot of aspects that we're still affected by. We may not even realize but there's a lot of lessons learned as far as on a sort of a government level about government response to a pandemic and government response to what happened. Are there any lessons that you could think of that sort of going forward now that you're looking ahead in four years, we don't know what's going to happen in the next four years. Who knows? Another pandemic could come by. I never thought a pandemic will come in my lifetime the way it has. Can you talk us think about any kind of lessons you may have learned that sort of can uh, factor into your governance in, in the future? I think the biggest thing that I learned, Patricio, and I wasn't here for very long before the pandemic started, literally just a couple of months, but we all make assumptions. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do this. This is too hard. This takes too long. 
None of that is true <laughs> because the pandemic came and the way we pivoted and had to set up some make decisions and, and, and set up policies that would help keep the public safe while county services and programs are still available, keep our employees safe. It, it, people were working at an incredible pace. I was so incredibly amazed by our department heads and our employees here at the county. And we were changing rapidly on a dime to make sure we got through this thing. So there is no more. We can't do that. It's too hard. That's what I've learned, Patricia. I always suspected it, but I'm sure of it now. How about you, James? That's a good question. I went through the pandemic in a retail business where we were, just like the county, we're on the front lines. But in a sense, we're dealing with people coming through our doors day in and day out. So I learned a lot through that process. We did the same thing. We were scared on how to deal with this through the first three months. And one one serious thing I did learn about it is I would never again probably mandate what every individual has to do. There's no such thing as a, a herd solution. I don't believe in that anymore. I believe in that everyone has the right to live the life they want to live. I, most what I do believe in is protecting yourselves and your own family and, and protecting the people around you. If people want to, I would never again go through a mask mandate. I would never, I'd never be in favor of that again. If people want to wear a mask. I'm all in favor. If I'm sick and the people around me are not, I'll wear a mask, but I would never force anyone to wear a mask again. There's a lot of divisions on that, uh, but I certainly will do what's in the best interest of the health of our community. But mandates are, there's a sensitive topic anywhere in this world today. So that's how I feel about going through another pandemic. I certainly don't want to live through another one if I can help it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I would just jump in and say that I've probably been here the longest. I was in the dairy business for a long time. I have a huge family. And anytime you think you got it figured out, God has a way of showing you that you really don't have it figured out. But the one thing that all of us, I think, can appreciate is we have a good team here at the county, and we never feel like we're going at it alone. So anything big that comes down the pike, I actually feel like we got a good team here that can address it. Pretty diverse background of all of us. And somebody has experience and an idea, and that will grow from conversations and having gone through the things that we've gone through in the past. So we've never lost anybody here yet, no matter what the issue has been. And I just look forward to a bright future here for the next four years. Before we go, it's Thanksgiving. Well, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So Brian, Jocelyn, and James, what are you thankful for? this past year or coming year, or in general, what are you thankful for? Brian? Yeah, I'll start. So I guess most of all, I'm thankful for, again, having a great team here at the county, thankful for our community, for the people that we serve. The real beauty of Wayne County is in the people that live here and work here. I'm thankful for the the opportunity to live in such a great area. Really, when you compare Wayne County and our surrounding area to other areas, we don't have anything that's going to kill you when you go outside or attack you, or we don't get a lot of terrible weather. So we're really pretty fortunate to live where we live and the quality of life that we have is second to none. And I hope that everybody has a great holiday with their family. And and that's not just Thanksgiving, that's the whole Christmas holiday too. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here and, and happy to still be serving the people that I serve. How about you, James? Brian didn't leave left much left on the bone there, but uh, I, I agree 100%. I'm thankful for this opportunity. I got into this as an appointment 10, 11 months ago, and I really only planned on finishing out the term that was left here. But after two months of working with the commissioners here, I realized this is a really good relationship. Their heart's in the right place to take care of Wayne County and to make good decisions. <clears throat> I've got enough 
retail background that I enjoy this re- relationship here. And I think I can actually bring something to the table, work with these guys. And that's why I decided to go for the four years. And, and my thankfulness is I'm going to be spending the next four years with these two people because I think we can make good, smart, educated decisions that are going to help the residents of Wayne County and, and move it forward, especially economically and safely in an environment that is has a high quality of uh, life here in Wayne County. So I'm very thankful to be here in Wayne County and have the relationship I have with the, the people I work with. So that's what I appreciate this year. How about you, Jocelyn? Oh, geez, I feel the same way. Everything that Brian and Jim have said, I agree with. I'm very grateful that my job is coming to work every day and pulling the rope with two other people that, that I really do value. I'm not doing it alone. And when you see the news and what's going on in the world today, here in Wayne County, our life is about waking up in a beautiful corner of the world, dealing with people who are good to each other here for the most part. It's really special and it makes our job so much more important to take care of the people in this community that need it the most, Patricio, with some of these programs. But there's just so many good things that we have here and they need to be protected. And that too is part of our job. I'm thankful for the entire county team of our staff that helps us do this every day. I'm thankful to you guys in the media who help us get the word out because it's hard to communicate what county government is and what the county can do for the residents of their county. So I'm grateful for that. And I, we certainly all wish everyone, your listeners, a very happy holiday season, a happy Thanksgiving, and hope that 2024 is bright for all. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much. We were talking to Jocelyn Kramer, James Shook, Brian Smith, Wayne County Commissioners. Thank you so much for talking to me and letting us know your thoughts. And uh, like I said, happy holidays to everyone. So. Happy holidays to you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Patricio. Well, thank you, Patricio. Thank you, Patricio. And thank you to uh, the Wayne County Commissioners for checking in. And uh, since our conversation, the commissioners finalized the 2024 proposed Wayne County General Fund budget, and it's available on the county's website in the commissioner's office for public inspection and comment effective starting today. It'll be posted for a minimum of 20 days. This is